Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Lovely weather we're having. Not here, but somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, Team Maryland hitting the ice uh, up there in uh, Holladell for their one game this week. Navy back in action with uh, two, two, two big games in the ECHA. Uh, Towson was one of those games, and they also took on uh, Towson also took on another squad on Friday. We'll get to that. The Stevenson Trio in on this. The Navy women back in action and the Loyola women back in action as well. And, uh, of course, a D3 wrap-up of the teams that uh, did participate, the uh, Navy's D3 being one of them. I believe Stevenson's D3, too. But we will talk about that in a bit. We'll get started with Team Maryland, however. They are back at it once again after a successful showcase last week. They went up to Holladell for uh, their one game on Friday, actually, not Thursday, uh, to take on the Philadelphia Hockey Club up in Holladell. And uh, not the results they wanted, uh, for sure. It was a, a bad middle half or middle frame of the game, and it was ultimately their undoing as they dropped this one 4-3. to three. Uh, Philadelphia gets on the board first late in the first period, kind of, I guess, where the tides kind of turn there with under two uh, under three minutes remaining. Uh, Nolan Wutsky, with his 13th of the year, puts PHC up one to nothing. Then right out of the gate on the uh, on the second period, Justin Nakagawa, with his 13th of the year, that puts PHC up two to nothing. And it was a bit of, you know, back and forth a little bit. Maryland got, Team Maryland got into a little bit of penalty trouble. They were able to kill it. Uh, PHC was really on Team Maryland offensively in that second frame, doubling up the shots 22-11. to 11. But just after the halfway point, Jules Jardine gets Team Maryland on the board. Uh, just a scrum in front off a uh, TJ Avellino uh, shot. Aiden Parker gets a stick on it. That didn't go. Jardine goes, uh, gets his stick on it. It goes for his fifth of the season. Aiden Parker, second assist. Avellino, his fifth assist of the year they cut the lead to one but less than a minute later PHC strikes again Luke Ross with his 11th of the year uh, and that puts the two goal lead back at it and then uh, Quinn Murphy just before the time expired a minute before 54 seconds before if we're being really sticklers about it Quinn Murphy gets his fifth of the year going into break team Maryland down uh, by a score of four to one and they tried to push. They tried to push hard. They put all the pressure on the PHC net. 14 shots in the third period to PHC's five as they were just trying to hang on towards the end there. Tommy Tracy, though, he gets on the board with 209 remaining his 14th of the season. Uh, a rebound at the side of the net. couple of whacks at it. He finally puts it home for his 14th. Alex Erland with his seventh assist. Avellino with his second assist of the game, sixth of the campaign uh and then Erlen with 14 seconds remaining puts one home with the extra man a great centering feed from Tommy Tracy finds Erlen for his ninth of the year Tommy Tracy's seventh assist and Sean Donahue his 11th assist but it was a bit too late they could not strike in that last 14 seconds and Team Maryland unfortunately drops this one four to three Colin Berkey 36 saves in the defeat for Team Maryland and uh you know not the uh not the not the thing they wanted but a solid effort coming back, that middle frame really doing them in as they sit now fourth in the South Division, 36 points, tied with PHC. PHC getting the win advantage 
over them with everything else pretty much being even uh, in the win-loss column from there. But these two squads meet again on Thursday, this Thursday at Piney Orchard Ice Arena. Uh, noontime start, so if you got the chance, if you got the lunch hour, go ahead, sneak down there, get yourself some Team Maryland hockey in there as they have a, a few a few uh, games left here in their February schedule. Uh, a lot of out-of-town games, only three home games in February. And then in, in March, they have uh, only one. Only one game in March, and it's at home to end out the regular season. So go catch them while you can. Uh, and yeah, check it out. It's some solid hockey. Go support your Maryland teams. And uh, what better Maryland team to support than Team Maryland? It's in their name. The United States Naval Academy, Navy for short. They were back on the ice and looking to keep their undefeated ECHA record going, and they had a tough task uh, ahead of them uh, first on Friday night against Westchester. They claim that they are the best Chester. I am not too sure about that. Uh, that is undecided. But Navy went up there to Westchester University in southeastern Pennsylvania and uh, took a pretty quick uh, lead in the first frame, just about the midway point, 8.33, and Evan Adams pots his 11th of the year uh, from Nick Owen with his 12th assist, and Navy up one to nothing, and then just over two minutes later, 2.14 uh, to be exact, Peter Mitchell pot his first, uh, first goal of the year, Sean Milanette with his fourth assist, and Steven Cialino with his... Uh, his second assist of the season, Navy up two to nothing. Not long after that, though, uh, Joey Kubaka for Westchester gets them on the board, cuts the lead in half with his fifth path, with his fifteenth of the season. Then penalties, penalties becoming the uh, a little bit of the undoing for Navy in this one, including going down two men uh, in the middle part of the middle frame, and Harry Lane was able to capitalize on that with his seventh of the year, tying the game on the power play. For Westchester, nothing happening in the third period. Even though uh, Navy did get down two men again, they were able to kill that off. And uh, with nothing going there, we go to overtime, and it was all Navy in overtime. Five shots to nothing, controlling the puck, controlling the play. Um, Nick Allen goes, uh, cuts in front, misses. Uh, you know, gets tripped up. Nothing called there. Loose puck in front, finds it. And just rips it home. A beautiful shot that uh, Navy put on their Twitter. Uh, thanks to uh, Tim Shanaman. Uh, boom. In the net. Nick Allen pots his ninth of the year. And that's all she wrote. Navy stays undefeated in ECHA play. And uh, they, uh, yeah, doing it and doing it and doing it well. Charles Doherty making 26 Saves in this one. Navy out shooting Westchester 48-28. Uh, to 28. So, obviously, offensive possession was uh, the name of the game for Navy on Friday night. Would it be the same on Saturday night as Navy comes to the friendly confines of McMullen Ice Arena and they took on uh, Towson University. Towson just making a short trip down. They were on the road the night before, uh, which we'll talk about here in a second, but uh, they were a little bit tired as well. Did it show... The first period would say yes, 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 it did. As Navy outshoots Towson fourteen to two in the first frame, and that would be uh, kind of a, a survey throughout the rest of the the game as well. But uh, it wasn't until a power play uh, power play goal for Navy uh, as they were b before they got on the board. It'd be Sean Ostrowski 
with a uh, a rebound in the slot, picking it up, putting it top shelf for his ninth of the year. Sean Milanete with his fifth assist, and Jack Burke with his sixth assist. Um, and there we go, one to nothing for Navy. And Navy and and Townsend again scoreless in the second period. They were. Uh, Duking it out there, it was a very tight, tight game here in the first uh, two periods, even though, you know, you look at the shot counter by the second period, 26-10 to 10 were the shots in favor of Navy. Uh, but Navy also took a fair amount of penalties, uh, especially in the third period, although it did not really uh, upset them. But the third period is when everything kind of started happening once again. And it started quick uh, for Navy, 29 seconds in. Uh, right off the draw, Nick Allen wins it back to Michael Rokovich, and Rokovich rocks one for his 14th of the season. Allen, his 13th assist. Navy up two to nothing. And then Josh Reed gets on the action at 4.08 in. A great centering feed from John Mullen finds Reed right on the tape for his second of the year. Mullen's third assist of the season. Navy up three to nothing. Then a little bit of back and forth. Uh, Towson kind of looking like they're trying to come alive here. They get a couple of power plays. Uh, nothing doing on that. Uh, and then at the exact middle of the game, the 10-minute mark on the power play, Michael Rokovich again, his second of the game. Uh, it's just a wrister off the uh, off the dot, top shelf, uh, where Grandma keeps the cookies. 15th of the year for Rokovich. Riley Jamison, his ninth assist, and John Mullen, his fourth assist. Uh, Towson would get on the board, however. They would uh, make Navy pay for one of their penalties as a, uh, a penalty against Navy. Puts Towson on the power play. Towson scores a nice little uh, pump fake by uh, Jay Harwood off a nice cross-ice pass from Tyler Mercier. Puts it home for his eighth of the year. Tyler Mercier, second assist. Justin Brown is 11th assist on Harwood's eighth. Uh, Towson looking like they got a little bit of life 4-1, to one, but that was uh, short-lived. Two minutes later... Uh, the uh, the Navy Naval Academy midshipmen take over. Nick Aung gets his 10th of the year. Rebound in the slot uh, after a nice little backhand wheel and deal from Evan Adams. Aung picks up the uh, collects the garbage, his 10th of the year. Evan Adams, ninth assist. Justin Carl, eighth assist on this one. Navy up 5-1. to one. Less than two minutes later, Jack Burke gets on the action. Uh, a nice little play with him and Michael Rokovich. Rokovich finds him cross, cross ice. Burke puts it home on the power play, his fifth of the year. Rokovich is 24th assist on the season. And then with under two minutes remaining, they end it all as Justin Carl picks up a rebound in a yawning cage and gets his fourth of the year. Adams, his 10th assist, and Allen, his 14th assist. That's all she wrote. 7-1 to one Navy, again, staying uh, undefeated in ECHA play while donning their fancy gold uniforms. And this game also clinches them the ECHA regular season title. That means they're off the Nationals up in Massachusetts for a second straight season. So that will be a nice little redemption for them as they go into uh, their last couple of games here uh, overall. Charles Doherty made 17 saves in the win. Nate Berlew, 36 saves in the loss. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Towson and Navy going at it once again. They will have another turnabout as Navy goes up to Towson, not this weekend, next weekend, February 3rd, and then they'll also just follow 95 right up to Temple on the 4th uh, for that for those two games, their last two ECHA games, I believe, of the season, if I'm not mistaken, and then Crab Pot and then playoffs for all of that. 
So we talk about Towson. Towson uh, playing on uh, Friday night as well before their tilt against Navy. They were at George Mason just down there in Fairfax County, and it was uh, it was pretty much all George Mason for the majority of this game. Uh, it started off in the first period, 6-24, and Tim Con- Timothy Contos with his fifth of the year for the Patriots, putting them up uh, a bit early. Then past the midway point, Quinn Alley with his third of the year, 2-0 George Mason. Matthew Price then uh, with a, a minute and six seconds later gets his fifth of the year to make it 3-0 George Mason. George Mason out shooting Towson 23-8 in the first frame overall. And then things again getting started quick for uh, George Mason. 36 seconds into the second period, Cale D- uh, Dillon with his eighth of the year, 4-0 George Mason. Just past the five-minute mark, Contos gets his second of the game, sixth of the year. And then Matthew Price at the 10:40 mark, his sixth of the year, second of the game. That is six to nothing for George Mason. They it almost seemed like they may have dialed it back a little bit because this is when Towson starts to get in. Towson actually got shot uh, George Mason in this one, thanks to some late power plays as well. Those don't hurt at all. But uh, Towson gets on the board 11-16 into the middle frame. Justin Brown, his ninth of the year from Jay Harwood, his eighth assist. Drew Lustig's seventh assist, and it is six to 6-1. Less than a minute later, Braden Humphrey with his third of the year uh, gets Towson to within four. Travis Buckley's third assist. Jack Callahan with his seventh assist, and we are at 6-2, to two, and that's where the frame ended from there. But 17 seconds into the third, hey, Dylan again on the power play as uh, his ninth of the year puts George Mason up 7-2. to two. Then there's a little bit of a, a bit of a fracas going. Some fracas happening at the, the middle part of the frame, including a little thing from uh, Chandler Lynch uh, getting a game misconduct for George Mason. Nothing really happened from there. Zach Wegeman also got a game, game misconduct towards the end of the game. I don't know if that was – it says 20 minutes, but I'm pretty sure it probably coincides with Lynch's one. Uh, regardless of that, um, Towson would score with a 10-14 uh, remaining in the period. Humphrey, his second of the game, fourth of the year. Hardwood, his ninth assist, second assist, and it would not of the game, and it would not uh, matter. Seven to three, the final. GMU outshoots Towson, 47 to 33. In this one, Daniel Ludwig, 40 saves. In the defeat, Townsend's got to get back on that horse again. They got Bama. Bama's coming up town to see Townsend as, uh, you know, Townsend went down there. Now they could get reciprocated. Here we go. Should be an interesting time. We'll see if those games get streamed on Townsend's YouTube channel. Stevenson University men's squad, they were in action this weekend. Uh, they were up against Chatham at the Reisterstown Sportplex, and these were some entertaining games as they both went to extra time uh, on this one. So a pretty solid matchup between these two squads. In the first period of the Friday night game, Caden Smith for Chatham. He gets uh, them on the board first with a, uh, a little shot, a little wrister there on the power play, and then that's one nothing Chatham. Then late, and we're talking late in the frame, with four seconds remaining, Aiden McDowell, with a power play goal, becoming a power play specialist, just collapsing down low on the play, finding the open area, potting home uh, the goal. Liam McKinney, Frank Vitucci on the assist. we got a tie game going into break. 
Liam McCanny also gets things started early in the second period, 38 seconds into the uh, into the period. Just a, a little bit of cycle down low, finds McCanny out front. Uh, they credit it unassisted, but I don't know if I believe that. Uh, in any case, that's what it is, 2-1 to one early. Uh, but it wasn't early enough within the first minute again. Nick Cipriani uh, of Chatham pots a, a nice little one for the Cougars. It's tied up at 2. Then past the midway points, Caden Smith again, his second of the game. And they are up 3-2 to two, uh, in the second. And uh, try as they might, Stevenson could not knot it up before the end of 40 minutes. But, again, getting things done early. And it's Liam McKinney again, 116 in the frame. Another unassisted goal for him. A nice little, uh, just a block shot at the blue line. Playing a great defensive role. Getting in his shin pads. Getting it kicked ahead. Finds the handle. Goes in. Streaks in and scores. And uh, Ilabu, we are tied up at three. Then late stage drama. With a minute nine seconds left, Matthew Doyle for Chatham puts them ahead four to three. Stevenson calls her timeout before the faceoff. And then low 11 seconds later, Frank Fatucci gets the goal. And it's hard to see because Stevenson's camera angles are a little wacky. Little wacky, little too close up, little too far away for both sides. There's not that Goldilocks just right situation. It looks like Fatucci. They, they after the faceoff, there was just a jailbreak into the zone, and it looks like Fatucci kind of banks it in off the goalie. And uh, if that's the case, what a smart hockey play there. Either way, ties the game up. Overtime solved nothing. We and so it's officially a tie. Uh, how? College hockey where it's officially the tie, and then they do a shootout for an extra point in the conference standings. In that one, Stevenson wins Evan Beers, John Musella, and Brendan Rylott with the shootout goals, and that's all she wrote. They get the extra point uh, in the conference one, but it officially goes as a 4-4 tie. Marco Sturma with 26 saves in this one uh, as uh, Stevenson outshoots Chatham by a count of 35 to 30. So uh, a, a entertaining game, to say the least. Uh, but we go to Saturday when another entertaining game would happen between these two squads. And uh, Stevenson <clears throat> looking pretty nice. Looking pretty nice to start the game. 640 into it. Connor McDonald uh, pots home uh, a goal on a breakout. A nice little pass to the trailer get, uh, to, to Kyle Lightfoot. Lightfoot puts it on net. McDonald with the uh, the the trailer picks it up, puts it home. One nothing. Stevenson, Kyle Lightfoot, Alex Rive on the assist, and then that trio tags up again for the second goal. Uh, seven minutes after that, uh, just a transition play, a give and go between Rive and Mc uh, McDonald, and uh, we got ourselves a two nothing game. Rive Lightfoot on the assist. That's how it would go into the second period. But then Shadham comes alive. Three. Second period goals. Nick uh, Nick Cipriani starts with uh, th- three sixteen on the clock. Oh hell yeah, uh, two to one. Chatham on that one, and then uh, just the pressure. Keep going on uh, onto Stevenson's net. Evan Mitchell breaks through for Chatham with under three minutes remaining in the period, makes it two to two, and then with one forty left in the frame, Carson uh, Carson Grainer with a goal three to two, and that's how we would end the second. But the uh, Stevenson Mustangs get a power play to start the third. And who else but Aiden McDowell pots one home again. Just down low, backdoor play. No one pick. It's it's the Ovechkin thing, but it's a moving part. 
as Aiden McDowell just sneaks in, pots at home. Uh, Liam McCanny with a nice little feed. John Musella with the secondary assist. We are tied up at three. 8.25 in Caden Smith, though, for Chatham on the power play. Gets one of his own, 4-3 to three at this point. And then late with 2.30 left, Liam McCanny on the power play, just moving the puck around the perimeter, gets his own rebound, puts it home unassisted. 4-4 four to four is, the tie, is the game. We are tied, but with 40 seconds remaining, Andrew Warhofting uh, gets the game winner. Uh, five to four, the score in this one. Stevenson falls in overtime as uh, Marco Sturma, 32 saves in this one. Again, Stevenson out shooting again, 44 to 37. Just could not come up with the dub in this one. The, uh, there is an upside, however, to all of this as uh, Liam McCanny did get some recognition this week as the MAC. MAC Offensive Player of the Week. Three goals, uh, uh, two assists, 15 shots in two games. So Liam McCanny is going to be the shooter uh, for this squad. So uh, uh, daps and head taps to Liam McCanny, the former NAHL graduate. And I guess he's always an NAHL graduate, regardless. Uh, good good on him. They will have a home-and-home. Home. They will start off in Reisterstown Friday against Acadia. And then they will go up there on Saturday, hopefully trying to get some uh, call and grab to get some wins there for uh, for themselves as we get to the nitty-gritty of the season. And uh, they next week, or maybe this week, uh, rather, they'll get back, uh, the Mustangs will get back Austin Master and Ryan Kinney, who come back from their, uh, uh, their travels at the International College Games in Lake Placid, coming home with a silver medal uh, for their troubles in this one um yeah they lost seven to two to a, a tough canadian team uh, but ryan kenny and them uh doing some work ryan kenny austin master doing some solid work for themselves uh so congratulations to those two bringing home silver i mean you hate to lose the game you hate to get silver but at the same time um you know you get a medal so that's pretty rad as well uh let's flip over to the women's side of things stevenson uh, at home as well, uh, they took on Kings, who Kings have had a very rough season uh, as it goes a uh, little bit rougher than Stevenson as they come into this uh, this series winless in uh, 16 games. So looking for something. They get started off early. Emma Clark for Kings gets on the board first, uh, makes it one to nothing, 8-19 in, but less than a minute later, Megan Croyle uh, goes in off the loose puck, bats it in. And uh, it is tied up. T. Ferreira and Gracie Payne on the assist. And then just before the end of the period, Carly Aguirre just lets one rip uh, top of the circle. Great anticipation uh, play by Cassie Campbell, who did get an assist, picking off the clearing attempt by Kings. Gets it to Aguirre, and boom, in the net, 2-1. to one. But it was the first period was not over yet. Stevenson on a power play. A little bit of mishap, but with 107 remaining, Amanda uh, Sokol for Kings. Pots at home. We are tied going into the second frame. 
Middle of the second frame on the power play. A lot of power plays for Stevenson in this second frame, and they would make them pay. Uh, T. Farrar getting her second of the game. Just a wrister through traffic on the slot. Uh, Frankie Capello and Gracie Payne with the assist there. It is to 3-2 Stevenson. And then on another power play about three minutes later, Megan Croyle with her second. Just a little pass in the slot uh, and a, uh, a nice little redirect. A nice little pass from Emily Brightbill. A hard redirect by Croyle in the net, 4-2. to two. Less than a minute after that, however, uh, Kings would get one back. Brighton Wallen. Uh, gets one 12.52 and makes it 4-3. to three. But just before the end of the frame, the power play once again. Their third power play goal of the night, Cassie Campbell, uh, puts one home, just good puck movement, and finds the rebound in front off uh, Ashlyn Bray shot, and it's 5-3. to three. Ha uh, Hannah Labby with an assist as well. That's where we end it. Nothing happened in the third period. Stevenson gets the win 5-3 to three as uh, Mallory Hunt gets the... Uh, gets the win. Only eight saves she needed to make. Uh, faced 11 shots overall. Uh, Stevenson putting it on 41 shots going the other way. On Saturday, however, not as uh, not as much scoring. In fact, there was only one goal, and it happened uh, a minute 16 into the game. As uh, or sorry, minute 19 in as Macon Croyle uh, gets the goal. A nice picked off clearing attempt once again. Great anticipation uh, from Jane uh, Jane DeBagian. Finds Carly Aguirre. Aguirre finds Croyle. Boom. In the net we go. And it is one to nothing. Stevenson, and that, that's exactly how it ended. One to nothing. Um, try as they might. Stevenson trying to put the pressure on. Nothing happening there. Kings had a late surge in the period, putting uh, in the third period, putting on 10 shots on Olivia DeGuire. But DeGuire, equal to the task, gets the shutout with 20 saves in this one. And that's all she wrote there. Stevenson coming away with two wins. And uh, Stevenson women also going to be a home and home. They will be at Lebanon Valley on Friday, but back home at the Reisterstown Sportplex on Saturday. So if you have the chance, go down, check them out, and uh, support the uh, Stevenson gang out there in Reisterstown. To finish out the Stevenson triumvirate, we will go to uh, <clears throat> the D2 ACHA squad. They played in uh, Blacksburg. They took on Virginia Tech, uh, and a, a very hearty battle this was between these two squads. Uh, so uh, it gets started. Stevenson gets on the board early, 11 minutes in on the power play. Brendan Jesse with a nice little redirect in front off a Nick Hoover shot for his 11th of the year. Nick Hoover, fifth assist. Zach Garneau, his sixth assist. Uh, Stevenson up. Uh, one to nothing, but it wasn't until the last minute of play that really caused trouble for Stevenson. As 59 seconds remaining on the power play, Miles Walther gets his eighth of the year for the Hokies, uh, and uh, we are tied up. But then nine seconds later, Eric Slater with his third of the year. That puts the Hokies up two to one going into the break. Stevenson gets a power play in the second period. They get started early, 134 in. Uh, Zach Garneau just streaking down the left side with a rocket of a shot. Uh, for his third of the season from Sean Blahat uh, in this. And there we go. We are tied up at two. Then Gavin Peduzzi, his 14th of the year for the Hokies, get, makes it three to two. But less than a minute after that, Sean Blahat off a turnover neutral. Great play by him to break it up. Mini breakaway puts it home for his fourth of the year. We're tied up at three. 
But then Nick Mazzurro, about a minute and a half later, gets his ninth of the year for Virginia Tech to put him up again by one. Then at 8-14, Mike Hughes cuts across the middle, lets one rip off the post and in for his fourth of the year. Blahat's fourth of the year. Things are happening. We're tied up at four. And then on the power play, C.J. Hathaway. What is love? Uh, with under 10 minutes remaining, he puts it home, making it a, a, a frantic, frantic six-goal period and a 5-4 to four, uh, Virginia Tech lead. Hathaway would get things started again in the second period, 238 in with his sixth of the season, and then 608, Gavin Peduzzi, his second of the game, 15th of the year, making it uh, more than uh, two goals in this one. Brendan Jesse tried just seconds after Peduzzi's second of the year. A nice little centering pass from Anthony Breen uh, finds Jesse's stick. He pots it home for his 12th of the season, Breen's second assist of the year. But uh, 14 34 into the third period. Jake Hogan, uh, what you talking about, brother, uh, gets his first of the season, putting it away for Virginia Tech as uh, a frantic one. Ends 8-5 to five for this one for the Hokies. Uh, Peter Skidmore with 44 saves in the game. Uh, Stevenson, they will now travel to Drexel on Sunday, 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 as uh, they will take on the Dragons in a, uh, in a in a nice little game there, and they have a few games left, so we will see what they can do. They look like they're getting on the good foot. They look like they're turning the corner of the squad, uh, which is good to see after the rough start of the season they had. But, uh, you know, we will see how they can end out. If they can end out strong, it would be good for them uh, going throughout the rest into the offseason. The Naval Academy women, they were back in action after, God, a two-month break, I think it was. Um, so they were uh, looking rip-roaring ready to go, and boy howdy, did they do that ever. Unfortunately, the replay of this game, uh, the VOD of this game, I cannot find. Uh, I thought it would be on the page. Uh, I guess it's because what happened is their their stream also was going, like I don't think anyone cut the stream, and it just kept going for hours. So maybe it's there now, but not entirely sure. In any case, they had Georgetown, and Georgetown um, was not ready for what Navy had to bring them. Start off 140 in, uh, Grace Casey, her second of the year from uh, Maggie Schillinger, her ninth assist, and Hava Zarafinski with her first assist of the season. Navy up one to nothing. It was just a barrage on the Georgetown net. Georgetown did not get a shot on goal in the first period. So it was all Navy all the time. Should not be a surprise that at 8.01 in, Lauren Power gets her 11th of the year from Michaela Stangle and Christina Cornelio. Uh, Stangle's 8th assist, Cornelio's 10th assist. Then less than a minute later, Brooke Gauthier with her 6th of the year. Gauthier's 6th goal. Stangle's 9th assist. Power's 10th assist. We're up 3 to nothing for Navy. Uh, and they had, like I said, 23 shots on goal uh, on this one in the first period. Uh, second period, kind of more of the same. Uh, Navy really dominating the uh, pace of play in this one. Uh, and uh, 5.03 in, Christina Cornelio with her 25th of the season. Navy up 4 to nothing. minute and a half later, Brooke Gauthier gets her second of the game, 7th of the season. Nedzida uh, Tomaskow, which I, am, I apologize profusely for that one, uh, gets her first assist, uh, first assist of the season, Maura Hewitt, with her first assist, and Navy is up five to nothing. 
Uh, 9.37 in, Kirsta Wheelock, her third of the year from Elizabeth Perry, her fourth of the season, fourth assist of the season. And then at 10.51, shorthanded, Samantha Clark, her 13th goal of the year. And then Christina Cornelio with her 26th of the year from Elizabeth Perry and Savannah Holt. Uh, Perry's fifth assist, Holt's fifth assist. And it is now 8 to nothing uh, going into the third. Uh, you know, the Wolves were kind of called off in this instance. 13 shots for Navy in the third. They were not really pressing as much uh, in, this, in the third period. Uh, Georgetown only mustered five shots to Navy's 50, and that's where it ended, 8 to nothing on this one. Uh, Maggie Colasa with the uh, win. She played half the game, saved one shot. Uh, Sigrid Schwarzkopf, four saves on four shots. And that's all, that's all she wrote. Um, yeah, boy, howdy. With, with new players or newer players on the team, um, to, uh, get in there, uh, get into the play that we've seen. I mean, we haven't heard much of, uh, uh, Shumakal and, uh, neither have, uh, have a, have a Sarfinsky. She was also in on this one as well. So, uh, Good to see them getting some playing time as well. Uh, daps and head taps to Addison uh, Basile, who was in the Georgetown net. Um, 42 saves in this one, facing just a barrage of things. So uh, shout out to her uh, to, uh, to to withstand that barrage. So Navy women, they will now go on to uh, on the road at Loyola and at Rowan on Saturday and Sunday. And we will have all that for you here next week. Speaking of Loyola, they also... Had a game. How about that? Uh, they took on UPenn, who was the last team that they played, and they and they got a big victory there, three to one. And wouldn't you know it, they come back against UPenn, get a big victory, three to nothing. Uh, so a a big win, all scoring in the first period, one oh nine, and Sophia Theodore, potting her fifth of the year all alone. Uh, and then Sophia Theodore, twelve thirty nine, gets her sixth of the year. Caitlin Cavanaugh, her first assist of the season. Loyal up two to nothing. And then uh, Madeline Webb, her seventh goal of the season, with eight seconds remaining in the first, puts Loyola up three to nothing. Shots were tied up, 15-15. Second period, U Penn just ran the ran the floor. Uh, penalty trouble for Loyola did not help in that matter. Three penalties in the second period, including uh, two person disadvantage there for uh, no, actually just for four seconds. But U Penn twenty one to six. On the shots, but Grace Lunder, as she has been all season, a brick wall. UPenn tried as they might with uh, 16 shots in the third period. Nothing doing. Grace Lunder, 52 save shutout. Loyola takes this one 3 to nothing. What an event. What a game between these two squads. Uh, and uh, Loyola getting a little bit of help here with some additional players after the midway point as well. So or at least it looks like that on their roster. So that's always good to see. That's that's a healthy thing to see uh, for this squad as uh, it's not going to get easier. They take on Navy, like we said, on Saturday, uh, but in their home ring. We will see what that can do. But uh, a shout-out to the Loyola Icehounds getting things going for the season uh, as as we start to get to the – round out, round out to the end here. Uh, the U.S. Naval Academy, we'll get to our D3 wrap-up here. U.S. Naval Academy uh, was down at Christopher Newport uh, in Newport News to take on the uh, the captains. 
of Christopher Newport University. Unfortunately, CHF does not have a full score sheet on who scored, but luckily uh, Christopher Newport does have some stats. Well, not really luckily because the Navy dropped Friday night's game 7-3, to and then they dropped uh, Saturday night's game 8-2 to to Christopher Newport uh, in this one, which is, uh, yeah, it stinks. That stinks. But uh, back in the saddle again as they will be at home uh, taking on Catholic and Maryland on Saturday and or Friday and Saturday, uh, seven o'clock and seven thirty, respect respectively. You can go check that out at the uh, at the the John McMullen Arena. It's probably not John McMullen, but it's the McMullen Arena uh, there in Annapolis. So you can go check out and cheer on your uh, midshipmen there. Had a ga- good game against Maryland, a tie game in the uh, Capital One game that they had uh, a few months back. So that one should be a good barn burner on Saturday night. Montgomery University, or Montgomery University, Montgomery College, they had some games too. Uh, they took on the Citadel at home, uh, so uh, they had a little bit of home cook. And on Friday night, the home cooking was pretty good for Montgomery as uh, they win 4-1. to one. Brandon Cavey gets two goals. Tyler Ashford and Kyle Meester with the other goals. Uh, Calvin Cobb, Paul Weiss, uh, Andrew Kavitsky, and James Letsky with the uh, goals or the assist in that one. Justin Bell uh, with the dub in this game. And then, uh, again, the Citadel and Montgomery College going at it once again on Saturday because that's usually how college series works. You play one, you play another. It's a great time had by all. And uh, Citadel actually takes this one, 5-4 to four against Montgomery uh, in this. Goals for Montgomery from uh, uh, Matt uh, Postorino, Brendan Cavey, Andrew Gravitsky, and Peyton O'Keefe, while uh, Colin Walsh gets the defeat in this one for Montgomery College. Uh, Salisbury had the week off. Maryland's D3, I believe, had the week off, so they will uh, match up again uh, later on. For the Terps, uh, like I said, they'll take, they're taking on Navy on Saturday, and on uh, Sunday at Bowie, they will be taking on American University in an 8.30 game there. So uh, you can go check those guys out uh, should you want. And Salisbury's off for another week before they take on uh, the uh, Navy and Penn State. So there you go. So there's that about that for Salisbury. So there you go. That's your uh, D3 wrap up. Let's get to some players. As, uh, yeah, quite the uh, festiveness going around this season for some players. Uh, We'll start off with Eric Charpentier, who uh, helped New Jersey sweep the uh, Danbury Hattricks with a goal on Saturday in their 5-1 win. Uh, Charpentier now has 23 points for the season. Uh, That's tops for him in the NHL uh, going forward. He also committed to Dartmouth. I don't know if that was if that was known beforehand, but, uh, yeah, he is going to Dartmouth. So shout-out to him uh, committing there. I'm sure that was there before, but uh, maybe just didn't know about it, but whatever. Uh, hindsight 2020. Uh, the, uh, his former D partner, D, D teammate uh, in Scott Kremen, uh, four points in seven games so far for SUNY Canton down there. Uh, so doing uh, great work there as a midseason pickup is uh, Scotty Kremen. Anthony Domina c- continues to rip it up for the Columbia Valley Rockies. 
with uh, two assists on Wednesday night uh, in a 7-4 win over the Crescent Valley Thundercats and then a goal uh, in an overtime victory over the Kimberly Dynamiters as uh, he sits at 43 points in 28 games, including 16 goals for the Severna Park native as he looks to uh, be going onward and upward with his college career somewhere in this uh, in this homestead. Lacey Eden back on the uh, on the roll again. Two goals this weekend, one on Friday, one on Saturday, as Wisconsin sweeps uh, Mankato, Minnesota State University, I'm sorry, uh, in that one. So uh, Eden at 16 goals and 31 points through 25 games this year. Stephen Holiday had an assist in Ohio State's victory over Wisconsin on Saturday night after uh, Wisconsin upset Ohio State on Friday night the night before. Uh, Holiday sitting at 25 points in 26 games, just under, just a smidge under a point per game uh, in that stretch. Bryce Montgomery back on the uh, score sheet with an assist on Saturday night as the Cedar Rapid Rough Riders fall to the Green Bay Gram- Gamblers. Three to two, easy for me to say. Johnny Malera gets a uh, a nice little silver medal for himself as he was uh, with Ryan Kenny and Austin Master uh, in the uh, in the college games. So shout out to Johnny Malera on that. Cameron O'Neill back in the Tri City lineup for uh, a little bit of time. He had a month off. I uh, don't know if it was injury or whatever, but he is back at it. Had eight shots on goal, uh, but nothing to show for it in the sweep of Omaha. This weekend, Jack Spicer had a, a bit of split difference uh, this weekend as a wild game against the Chicago Steel got him a victory, although he only made 11 saves in that game, but uh, bounced back a little bit on Saturday night against Dubuque in a 3-2 loss, 27 saves in that one. That puts his record to 15-5-0, 280 goals against, and an 895 save percentage. And that'll do it for us. We are over. We have done it. Thank you all for listening so much. We appreciate your time. Uh, at Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash Clutch and Crab Hockey for that. And next week, back at it, we got uh, Navy might be off, but uh, the Terps are back in action. Uh, a big week uh, for them, big week for Stevenson, just a big week all around as we get towards the end of the season. So <clears throat> I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Um, again, I gave you the socials. You guys check it out. At your leisure. Uh, And uh, be safe. Be smart. Play that clutch and crab hockey. Talk to you next week. Peace.